meantime, it seems that everywhere you look these days, uh, it's, it's bad economic news. Uh, in, inflation is as high as it's been in decades. All you have to do is go to the grocery store and as you walk out, everybody does it now. You think about how much you spent and you're thinking about the bags you're carrying and going, uh, this doesn't make sense. And then there's the supply chain issues. You could be in the grocery store and there's sh- and shelves that are empty because they just can't get the products in. Uh, go to the gas pump, prices are crazy. Housing costs, interest rates going up. Uh, even the vacancy rate is, is, is so low in this, most of the major cities across the country. So with all that kind of negative news, why does my first guest uh, call this maybe we're living in the best of times? That, maybe we're living in the best of times. Maybe we're not seeing the whole picture. Uh, joining us is Dr. John Cohn, economic historian and professor emeritus at the University of Toronto. Dr. Cohn, thanks for joining us. Uh, pleasure. So uh, let me just ask you, are, are we missing the picture? Are we missing something? Because uh, talk to most people and they'll say, oh, the, times are terrible right now. Well, uh, <laughs> it's a partial picture. Uh, time, times, uh, let, let me give you just a little bit of data. Uh, I won't bore you with it too much, but just a little bit. And then it would... Uh, It'll, it'll enhance the picture we have. Sure. Uh, unemployment in Canada right now is around 5.3%, which is essentially the lowest in, let's say, 50 years in terms of a percent. Uh, we, we face a record number of job vacancies. In other words, there are way more jobs available than there are uh, people to fill them uh, year over year. Uh, real wages have gone up around well, wages, let's say. The hourly wage has gone up around three and a half uh, to four percent. GDP is predicted uh, to go up, roughly speaking, assume everything continues as it is, around four four percent this year, which is double what the average has been for a while. So in that context, you could say this economy is running very hot, which is good, which is good because it, it means that we're getting more prosperous. Productivity is improving. That said, part of the part of the problem is created by an economy that's doing so well. So that uh, people have money, people are now coming out of lockdown. They want to spend, and the desire to spend, of course, uh, will almost automatically, if supply can't keep up with it, tend to move prices up. And that's a little bit what we're facing. So the other side of the in- inflation story, of course, is we've had some dramatic supply, I'll call it supply shocks to the system. One is COVID, which has disrupted, as you, as you mentioned, supply chains. And the other, of course, is what's going on in Ukraine, which is creating potential supply problems and actual supply problems. So we've got these things coming together. From a, a, a personal point of view, it's absolutely true. You go to the grocery store. We've all experienced it. And we say, boy, did it cost that much? And I remember spending a lot less last week for it. Same thing when you go to fill up your car or all kinds of energy costs. But again, part of that is because the economy is doing well. The other side is, of course, that we've got these uh, supply constraints. Um, so it's a complex picture. But it's not a bad picture. Now, whether it remains good or not remains to be seen. So why is the perception then uh, 
Because uh, again, perception is reality. If everyone believes it's true, then it, it might yeah. as well be true. Um, the perception that the economy is in, in such trouble, it, is it because, and, and again, I, I spent uh, you know, a couple of decades working in news, and we used to say if it bleeds, it leads. Uh, you know, bad news gets the headlines, uh, good news gets buried. Uh, is that part of the problem? Maybe, maybe. Uh, it's, it, hmm, let me see how I can uh, put it. I, I think if you ask individuals, you say, okay, so what's happening to you personally in terms of your job, your job opportunities, your wages and so on? They say, well, you know, I'm not doing too, I'm not really doing too badly. And I know if I want to change jobs, I can easily get another job. So that's really the good news. And that's why I say that, you know, in some ways it may be the best of times. Uh, the problem that we face, of course, is that on a daily basis, we see prices going up and we say, oh, uh, you know, I mean, can I, can I, can I afford this? Am I wages going to keep up with inflation? And right now they're not. Right now our wage increases are not sufficient to keep up with inflation. On the other hand, most economists at this point uh, are, have a feeling that at least some of the inflation we're dealing with is transitory. That is, if we could ever, ever put COVID behind us and, and the supply chain disruptions that are associated with it behind us, then at least that problem will uh, slowly dissipate. And some of the reasons that we're running short, as you point out, you're going to the grocery and you say, when, you know, where's that cereal that I always like to buy? Well, it's been disrupted by the uh, the supply chain, they're not, they're not producing it wherever they used to produce it because they had to close the factory because half the people tested positive for COVID. Well, that's going to stop. I don't know when it's going to stop, but it's going to stop. Uh, and so that you can think of as, as a kind of uh, short-term problem. On the other hand, we also know the Bank of Canada is on the case. Uh, it started to raise interest rates and best guess they'll continue to do it uh, and hopefully they're going to be able to create a, what we would call a soft landing that is we want we want to take a little bit of the heat out of this economy um, and you know we hope we can do it without causing serious uh, slowdown you know, a lot of times when you when you talk about uh, the economy and economic issues, uh, a lot of times folks look back historically to look at, you know, how things played out before. Uh, you've been around a long time. You've seen a lot uh, firsthand, not just reading it in books. Um, have we seen this before? Is this something that you can look back on and go, you know what, we had a similar is is situation? Or well, is this so unique? Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, it's a really good question. And the truth is, it's always a little bit different, but it's always a lot the same. Yeah, we've seen things like this before. We saw in 1918-20, that's going way back, and none of us were around at that time, uh, uh, at the, just at the end of the First World War, we had uh, a a pandemic that was actually much more serious than the one we're going through. We called it the Spanish flu, which was a misnomer, but nevertheless, it, it was a, essentially a new strain of flu that created a very similar kind of situation. Um, and that was a period also of very uh, high inflation. 
the war created shortages, and on top of that, the pandemic created shortages. Uh, the central banks in the United States and in uh, other countries responded fairly aggressively to that. And the news on that respect is not good. Uh, one, you can say they overcorrected and uh, caused many of the uh, advanced industrial countries to go into a pretty severe uh, recession. It was very short-lived and we came out of it and some countries did better than others. Canada did quite well in, in the 20s, or at least for the early part of the 20s, and so the United States. The UK didn't do as well. Um, so we had experienced that early. That's pandemic-related and a little bit of the war. Uh, but we've had other periods of um, high inflation where the central banks have had to step in. You can think back to the oil price shocks of the 1970s. Once again, um, it, it, not not the same, but a similar kind of disruption uh, to to the supply of a of a, a fundamental uh, product, uh, which disrupted uh, the way the economies work, caused inflation to to accelerate, uh, and it took a while to get that under control. Uh, but they did finally. <laughs> So yeah, we've been here. We've been here in different ways. We're better now. You know, I don't, I don't want to oversing the praises of uh, economists, but we're better now. We understand more. Uh, we know how, hopefully, to massage the economy in ways that we didn't uh, earlier. And speaking of conversation, we continue ours with Dr. John Cohn, economic historian and professor emeritus, emeritus, I have trouble with that word all the time, uh, University of uh, Toronto. Uh, Dr. Cohn, thanks for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, You know, when we talked just before the break about, you know, looking back historically to see if we can learn anything, does the fact that the world seems smaller now, we're more connected in so many ways economically, um, does that help in this situation or, or make it harder to, in this situation? Well, it, you know, it seems like everything is uh, a double-edged sword. In some ways, it's wonderful that we're interconnected because uh, within limits, it means if uh, a supply chain gets disrupted uh, in one way that we can go to alternative sources uh, and access them. So the more interconnected we become, the more possibilities we have uh, to to modulate our um, our sources for the kinds of goods, inputs, and so on uh, that we would like to have. The <laughs> The, the, the problem is the more interconnected we become, the more dependent we become on these supply chains. And short term, that can be disruptive. But the long run payoff is huge. Uh, they're, they're, I, it, I find it hard to imagine economists who, wouldn't, who doesn't recognize that there's substantial gains uh, from trade and specialization. It goes all the way back to Adam Smith and David Ricardo 
and uh, we're still there. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it's a good thing. I really think it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing is you, because, as you say, you become so dependent or you become more dependent, things that are outside your control even more so can affect things. Uh, it's not like you're doing everything. As we learned even when the pandemic started and was like, okay, we can't make our own masks, we can't make our own this, we can't make our own that, it became quite the issue about making sure we can do things at home. That's correct. That's correct. And, you know, to some extent, we may have learned that, well, there's certain things we really want to be able uh, to do at home. On the other hand, it would be, I think it would be really unfortunate if the lesson we took from this is that we're better off uh, uh, embracing a kind of autarky than staying <coughs> interconnected and uh, um gaining from these substantial uh, gains that we can get from international trade and specialization, because that would be a real loss to us. It, it would make us poorer uh, in, in, I, I, in a number of ways. So uh, I, I don't think we should run away from it, because I don't really think that's the lesson uh, that, that uh, we're learning here. Yeah, it, 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 there can be disruptions. Uh, you know, who in the world would have thought we would have something like COVID now? I mean, I think I'm old enough to say I could have easily lived and died without it, uh, <laughs> like a lot of people, right? But yeah. uh, but, but it, the, this interconnection has huge benefits for us. So, yeah, I, I don't think we should run away from it by any means. Uh, before we let you go, should we be, are you... Are you let me just say yeah, go one ahead. thing, uh, and that's that it's, a, it's wonderful to be living in Canada right now. And I think we need to appreciate that. Um, it, it, Canada has resources. It has enormous talent. And it's in its people has great farmers. Uh, so we're we're in a real sweet spot. Uh, it's hard to imagine a better place to be right now. Uh, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you that, you know, is your glass half full, but I understand now that, that it is, is it just uh, quickly though? Is it just, is it hard sometimes? What do we used to say is to see the forest through the trees when you're living it every day and seeing what you're seeing. Sometimes it's hard to take a step back. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes perfectly good sense. You know, I, we had to fill up our propane tank in our, in a house in the country. And, you know, I got the bill and I have to tell you, it was a real sticker shock. Uh, because, because, you know, there's a, a, a supply constraint and that <laughs> it was not very pleasant. Uh, but that's temporary. At least I like to believe it is. So, uh, I, yeah, we're, we, we're, we'll get through it. Uh, Dr. Cohn, thanks so much for your time tonight. We really appreciate it. Okay, I really appreciate it.